Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey guys, welcome to Lovecast, a boys love podcast where we talk about everything related to boys love. I'm your host Pixie and with me are my co-hosts Alexa and Kayla. Hi. <laughs> we are talking Korean boys love today and have a special guest with us from the K-drama podcast Dramas Over Flowers, Paroma. Welcome. Hi. Welcome. Yay. <laughs> So great that you could join us to talk about this. I'm excited this for this conversation. I mean, I always want to talk about the new developments in boys' love dramas in Korea yes. because it's so interesting. Yes. It just suddenly exploded and nobody Came knows why. <laughs> yeah. Yes, definitely. I remember when the Korean Boys Love came out, I was so curious because I didn't know what to expect because we hadn't seen anything before. Yeah. And I remember I was really like, if you look at the quality from, if you go from Thai BL to Korean BL, <laughs> you... <laughs> This is controversial. <laughs> There's a big difference in production quality. It's fine. <laughs> you could say it. Yeah. I, always, I, was, I, mean, I was kind of expected, though, because, yeah. I mean, while I love Thai BL, mm. I'm one of the OG watchers. Like, my experience of Thai BL was like Sotas. It was mm-hmm. together with me, mm. two moons, the, the original mm-hmm. stuff. Yeah. And then it was as if because the popularity was so huge, everybody and their mother started making a BL drama and just yeah. the production quality fell yeah. and how. Mm-hmm. And at that point, I was like... for quantity over quality, it seems. Yeah. And then yeah. occasionally you had like a brilliant yeah. one, yeah. right? Gem. But then with Korean Definitely. dramas, I always felt like if they ever did BL, they would like make sure the production was there, even if mm-hmm. the super hot chemistry wasn't like they weren't focusing on it that much yeah yeah (laughs) but that's like that's a k-drama problem (laughs) yeah overall (laughs) yeah 
Pretty yeah, much. no, I was surprised. Like the first Korean BL we got was the Where Your Eyes Linger. Linger, yeah. Yeah. I but my favorite was it. Mr. Heart. Oh, oh Mr. Heart. all the fluff. I love Mr. Heart. <laughs> okay, I have a question I want to start mm-hmm. out with. Because the whole setup of Korean boys love up until now has been very different from what we're used to from K-dramas and Thai BLs and in general. I am curious what you guys think about the whole short episodes and the whole releasing the movie version afterwards. In terms of the format, I feel like, first of all, that's probably one of the easier ways for them to actually put things into production because... You know, with the production quality of Korean dramas, they they tend to get pretty, they can get pretty big and I imagine expensive. So for these smaller companies mm-hmm. that are focusing on boys love, I feel like a web drama with a couple, eight to 10, maybe sometimes 12 episodes that are just 10 to 15 minutes in length is the way to go. And, you know, that's the same thing with hetero Korean web dramas. They're basically the same format. So that part... I'm fine with. I mean, I think it's a good way for them to test the waters, kind of see what kind of traction they get online and and go from there. The movies have been kind of hit or miss for me. Sometimes they do put a lot in, like they put in like that extra content that kind of... 20 minutes. Yeah, yeah, that brings you back into the story, I guess. And other times I'm just Mm -hmm. like, why didn't they just put it in the drama to begin with type thing, I guess? So I don't know. Some of them have been hit or miss for me. But overall, I'm not not too bothered by the format. Of course, I would love to have like a full length 16 episode Mm -hmm. Korean drama that is always love. But (laughs) I don't know when or if we'll ever get something like that. So... I don't mind that format either. I think it makes the dramas very digestible. So Mm -hmm. you can watch them in one sitting, which is important if you don't have a ton of free time. (laughs) Or Um, attention span. (laughs) Yes. And the movies, I have watched all the movie versions now, but the only one that I felt added stuff to the story was Color Rush. The other ones, right. I couldn't really, I couldn't really pick out what had been in the short series and what yeah. was just in the movie. Yeah, for me, I kind of, I preferred the movie version. So every time someone asks me if uh, they want a recommendation, like I just tell them to go watch the movie Wait version the movie. Yeah. because it's <laughs> basically the TV series just with extra scenes. And yeah. in a show like. My biggest example is Wish You, because the TV series is really hard to follow. The pacing is all over the place, Mm -hmm. and it's just what's happening. But in the movie version, they added enough to explain everything, so the pacing is a lot better. So I feel like it's a little bit unnecessary to do it like that, but I understand where they were coming from when they first started. Like, it's they needed to check how popular it's going to be and stuff like that. But I feel like, okay, it's been, what, a year now? Can we can we move on? <laughs> Part of it, I think, is the format restrictions of whichever medium they are putting the dramas out through, whichever app, whichever 
yeah. you know, streaming platform they're putting it out. They have really peculiar restrictions on time and like how long your intro has to be and all of that stuff. Right. At the end of the day, if you have like eight episodes to tell your story, they're just going to push the thing out and cut out whatever scenes they can sacrifice. Mm-hmm. And sometimes yeah. those scenes are actually necessary. Yeah, <laughs> but they get important. Yeah, left out. Mm-hmm. But on the other hand, I really do think that's a matter of the medium that they're putting it mm-hmm. out through. Which is why the film version, which comes out later, and you already know that, you know, there was enough interest in the whole thing to make it worth it to, like, edit everything back in again. Mm -hmm. It just, you're absolutely right. If anybody has to watch these, go for the movie version. Yeah. 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 Yeah, They all have movie versions now, don't they? Pretty much all of them. I think all of them do. Yeah. Yeah. So it does show like the popularity of it. So I think that like it's about time to <laughs> give us something more. <laughs> I mean, I think the biggest issue we all know Korean dramas. I mean, every boys' love drama is very heavy on the product placement, but I think in Korea it is still harder to get sponsors for LGBT media than it is in mm-hmm. countries like Thailand and the Philippines where. Boys love, they can already see how much revenue it brings in, so they're willing to put revenue into it. But I don't think Korea has quite, their sponsors and media platforms have quite gotten to that point yet. So I think that's the biggest reason we have not gotten like a full length Korean BL yet. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, okay. So if anyone has like had an account with Gaga, ooh, la la. That name is so long. If anyone has an account there, you can find several LGBTQ Korean series or movies. So like before the Korean BLs hit it. So there's a lot out there. but there's a lot of um, short films and indie films and stuff out there. Yeah, that's... but obviously it doesn't have the same popularity. So they've probably been struggling a lot to get those out, like Strongberry and stuff. Mm-hmm. Like, I think they're getting more and more now. But it's, yeah, it, t- it took the BL to kind of shoot off <laughs> properly. <laughs> Yeah, I was reading somewhere that Gaga Ulala started having a lot of subscribers in South Asia and mm-hmm. other Asian countries once the BL content was added to yeah. their mm-hmm. catalog. Mm-hmm. Before that, yes. they had like gay content, but it was not yeah. that it wasn't getting traction. But suddenly, because, mm-hmm. and here's the thing, I'm sure you guys have had conversations about how the origin of BL was like women writing for women, and mm-hmm. it's like a primarily a women focus genre so the these subscribers who are coming on board are also primarily women women and they are coming in for the bl content so on the one hand it's helping the app definitely yeah yeah on the other hand i'm not sure how much it's doing for queer representation in these countries because these countries traditionally don't have like including my country traditionally does not have a very open-minded approach to Mm -hmm. any kind of you know homosexual storyline yeah yeah like for me like as a straight woman in a very progressive country obviously there's homophobic people here too but i see the bl as sort of gateway for people to understand the lgbtq community better because a lot of homophobia comes from the fear of the unknown 
Like, they don't understand it, so they're just kind of like, yeah, they fear it, like, phobia, <laughs> right? Yeah. So the BL genre is helping at least, like, being a stepping stone for people to get into it and understanding it better, and then kind of getting the knowledge they need that's proper representation. Um, so I don't think it's necessarily a bad thing that BL doesn't reflect real gay life right yeah no i agree with you okay so i should rephrase what i said because on the one hand you're right it promotes allyship mm. i know people online in my own life who've watched bl content and have like realized <laughs> had a <laughs> just it's not that boss of thought there <laughs> that oh no like it's possible these this kind of relationship is possible and it's mm-hmm. not something that you have to cringe about mm-hmm. yeah and so that's great that it, it promotes acceptance, but that is something that I find really interesting that this content is created and is most popular with people who are happy to, you know, become allies mm-hmm. and not necessarily for the queer community themselves. Mm-hmm. So yeah, the reason I, I bring this up is because Korean BL is very mm-hmm. clearly written for <laughs> women. It's yeah, like you can see yeah. the female gaze. <laughs> in every <Yeah. laughs> scene right and especially yeah. because of the production value that is even mm. more apparent than because it slightly makes the whole sexual tension thing mm. step back a little and really promotes like emotional bonding and mm. yeah so it's just i mean i appreciate it <laughs> because it's <laughs> yeah. basically written for me but mm-hmm. i'm just thinking that these are different ways of i mean why did Korean dramas suddenly, or not Korean dramas exactly, because this is not in broadcast. Yes. This is primarily yeah. um, web series. It exists. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's it's still not broadcast friendly, but Korean industry had been doing web dramas for about a decade before that. But yeah. BL content was nowhere to be found. It was only mm-hmm. in early 2020s that suddenly it appeared and it didn't end in an unhappy ending or people yeah. just like vaguely... Yeah walking off yeah (laughs) yeah i'm really honest i think this is all part of the together impact yeah because that drama and you know you can argue that it only got popular because of covid and everyone was stuck at home and stuff like that but that drama was a prime example of what a bl can do if it's well marketed and becomes popular and it hit a lot of Asian countries, South Asian countries. It made its way to other countries like in Europe and America. And so I think that was a huge show for other places that weren't doing BL before what it can do, because that's when the Philippines got into the scene. That's when Korea got into the scene. And I think that that is a lot of it. Not entirely. You know, I do think COVID played a role in it too. And everyone being home to give their viewership to these shows. But I do think Together was a huge example for countries that weren't previously doing BL as to what BL can do when it's well done mm-hmm. and when people mm-hmm. like the show that they're watching. Yeah. And I mean, like that together was made readily available for free. Mm-hmm. The numbers, what it is today. Like, yeah. I probably think like I told the sunset about you would have been on the same level if they 
had put it out for free. Yeah. But since they put up the paywall, not as many people are going to watch it, even if it's good, because it's a lot of money. <laughs> and yeah, so I money talks. And money's yeah. always going to talk. Like, you're going to have all these countries like Korea and Philippines and stuff that aren't necessarily LGBTQ friendly or allies or, yeah, they're going to see the money in it and they're mm-hmm. going to start producing. But it's still like, it's a stepping stone again. And the world revolves around money. So we're not going to get away from that. <laughs> but I yeah, I think it has its positive offshoots as well, because production companies like Strongberry that are marketed more on queer media and made for queer people are gaining a lot from the Mm -hmm. BL boom as well. So, you know, they do, it does give them a bit more of a market to be able to put their Mm -hmm. productions out to audiences that want to see them. And those are queer led and queer written and queer Mm -hmm. aimed productions. And we see the same with certain productions in the Philippines, you know, it gives them an opportunity to tell their queer stories. Yeah in a way that I guess is, I don't know if deemed more marketable now is the right word, or maybe now that the market is there, they have found a spot for them within the market. Yeah. So it does have positive offshoots in that way as well, I think. Yeah. I think it's just that the more you explore these storylines, there is a point where you get a little tired of the same story basically being repackaged mm-hmm. again and again. And at which point you start looking for nuance. Yeah, and yeah. nuance does come better when the you know writers and directors involved in the creation of these stories have personal experience to draw from. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, yeah that was kind of inevitable. 100%. I was looking at a chart <laughs> from Statistica earlier and I thought this was really interesting so they had did like a poll of like the share of South Koreans supporting legalization of same-sex marriage and how opinions have changed from uh, 2001 to 2021 and mm-hmm. in 2001 it was like 17 percent of the population in 2021 wow. it's like 38 percent okay and that's like a major shift and it yeah. was around 2014 that the shift actually started happening, happening. substantially yeah. And that kind of makes sense because that is around the time when you started seeing some movies with like very clear, you know, gay characters mm-hmm. coming up. They all had tragic stories. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> but yes. still it was happening and more and mm-hmm. more K drama started actually having gay characters whose mm-hmm. existence was, they were trying to normalize it because I think yeah. even mainstream directors and writers, they want to include storylines like mm. properly nuanced storylines and not just like coming out of the closet storylines with queer characters, but they just didn't have the chance. So they kept mm-hmm. them in the background and mm. often what Korean dramas did, which annoyed the heck out of me, which <laughs> was using the, queer character to like make the main characters look good as in like a gay character would have a crush on the male lead and the male lead would be super cool about it which is just so not how the ground Mm -hmm. reality is so yeah but i think the will is there and Mm -hmm. if the you know if if the polls show anything there is a rising acceptance of same-sex relationships Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. i think that is also contributing to it economics as you said huge i'm pretty sure that is like the primary motivator that's where people were like let's just take the chance and see if anybody puts us behind bars oh they didn't (laughs) let's make more content (laughs) yeah 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 if anyone listening and have 
listening have been seen any of the queer media Korean dramas, I can really recommend going checking it out. Like I watched Long Time No See, and yeah. it's from 2017. Yeah. It's a little bit rough around the edges. I'm not gonna lie; it's not K drama quality, but it's really good. Like the story is really good, and it's mm-hmm. different. And yeah, I can recommend people going checking that, those out. And if you go to Gaga Olala, they have a lot of catalog of these, so you can easily go through them. Yeah, mm. there's one thing I will say. Even if the Korean BLs have all kind of followed the similar format, I appreciate that all of the stories have been fairly Different. individualized. So you know, we all know Thai BLs have the university engineer format, but I mean, in all the Korean BLs we've gotten, yes, there have been students and mm-hmm. high school stories and stuff like that, but they've all felt different. Like, from Where Your Eyes Linger to To My Star to Light On Me to Color Rush, they all mm-hmm. do have unique aspects and unique storylines to them. And I think that is one thing that I've always loved about Korean dramas in general. And I appreciate mm-hmm. that they are also trying to bring that into their BL media as well. So I think that Mm -hmm. is one thing that does make them stand out is that they do at least have a lot of variety to offer within them. Yeah. Agreed. And who would have thought that we would get like a historical BL drama? I was not expecting Nobleman Rue. That was just... (laughs) I kept thinking, I'm being hoaxed. This is not... They are just... It can't be a BL. I'm just watching some web series and they are totally not going to do what I think they're going to do. And they did it. I did not expect that. And like, I, I have, I love, um, historical dramas. And so, you know, I always loved seeing historical BLs, a few that exist, like the untamed and things like that. But I definitely did not expect one so soon from Korea. So when they dropped that, I was definitely very surprised, but I'm glad that it happened. So I really expected it to be like a bromance. Like, just, mm-hmm. we're going to market this as a BL, but it's not really. <laughs> but yeah, it was. <laughs> like, how good it is can be a discussion. <laughs> I mean, if you're talking about unrealistic storyline. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But the costume, come on. I'm just yeah. like, yeah. Oh, oh, the book is so gorgeous. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, I mean, so I felt all the feels and that was the important thing. Right. (laughs) So we talked about it a little bit in the beginning, but what are you guys' favorite Korean BL? I already know what Pixies is. (laughs) I can see you waiting to say it. (laughs) You want me to say it? Go for it. Yes. To my star. (laughs) Yeah. I I love it. I really, really love it. (laughs) I think for me, it's like my heart, Mr. Heart, and then to my star. Because to my star, yeah. it's very close, but I watched Mr. Heart first, and somehow it just made a place in my heart. Yeah. I, just, yeah. I can get that. Yeah, I think for me, to my star and Color Rush are both kind of in the same place at the top of my list. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Color Rush is definitely my favorite because I loved how unique the storyline was. Mm-hmm. Other than that... I did really like To My Star also. Mm-hmm. And I think I mentioned, I can't remember if I mentioned this movie before, but I really love the Korean BL movie Night Flight, and I think everyone should watch it. Oh, that <laughs> movie. <laughs> I've heard about it, but I haven't watched it. 
Yeah, I watched that in like 2015 or 2016, and it still has like a chokehold on me. Um, I think about it all the time. Like I recently rewatched it. It's very sad because it's like an older BL movie, but Mm -hmm. I think it's the storyline is very worthwhile. Like it's so good. It's very Mm -hmm. well done. What did you guys think about Light on Me? Because that's I sort of feel it was different than anything else we'd gotten until then. Mm-hmm. I think Light on Me had probably the best quality, like honestly. Mm-hmm. I really loved looking at it aesthetically. The storyline kind of frustrated me a little, which I guess we'll talk about when we eventually review it, but like I really loved it in the moment, but whenever I started to think about it more, I was like, that these characters just really frustrated me. And at the end of the day, did anything actually happen? Uh, yeah. <laughs> I am not a fan, and this goes across um all Korean dramas. I don't like watching dramas where I don't know who the lead is gonna end up with in the end. Like oh, really? that is very frustrating <laughs> to me. Cause I like and this is like, I don't know, maybe this takes the fun out of watching drama for some people, but I like knowing who to root for. So that's why I typically like Korean dramas, because they make the second lead very obvious. And mm-hmm. yes, you sometimes get second lead syndrome, but like in the long run, you know he does not have a chance. Mm-hmm. So dramas where the love triangle is like actually legit and you don't know who the person is going to end up with can be frustrating for me to watch and that's why I didn't watch Light on Me until after it had ended so I knew what was gonna happen (laughs) and I think that made me able to like it more Um, yeah I haven't finished it yet (laughs) (laughs) well no spoilers then I don't think anyone said what happened no 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 no. you guys didn't but like I can't give an honest opinion on something I haven't finished but the reason partly that I haven't finished it was because like you said I wasn't sure where the yeah. story is going and I found that really frustrating and there were other stuff to watch. <laughs> it's like, I don't yeah, know. Right. Got distracted. <laughs> yeah, I think the reason why they did that is like it's based on a dating game. So it's supposed to be yeah. a little bit like, like a dating you can sim type end thing. up with yeah. anyone kind of deal. But <laughs> yeah. I was just so shocked at the, like, the first episode that they actually oh show God. a dildo. <laughs> Oh my god. I, I did not expect that, on Twitter that from a Korean BL. Like, what is going on? Yeah. That was so funny. I think it definitely, like, it was nice to see a show with more episodes in a longer format, because the episodes mm-hmm. were more like 20 to 30 minutes, and it was it was 16 episodes, right? Yeah. 16? 14? I think it was 16 episodes. I'm pretty sure. Yes. Yeah. So it was nice to see something in, like, at least episode-wise, the full Korean mm-hmm. drama length and with a little bit longer episodes, too. So I think they were able to put a lot more into the story. Like, I definitely do not think the whole who is he going to end up with would have worked if they only had, like, eight episodes that were 15 minutes. It would have just been yeah. a mess. So mm-hmm. I did appreciate the length of the series. I think that mm-hmm. did a lot for it in terms of the popularity that it has. Yeah. Hopefully that's like a trend now that's going to evolve Well, the Tasty Florida did not. (laughs) Tasty Florida was only eight episodes and they were pretty short from what I'm seeing. I'm not sure about my sweet beer. Yeah, I just watched clips because that's unavoidable when you're on Instagram. And right now Instagram is like hopped up on 
any content they can get that has real elements in it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, lots of clips. Yeah. yeah. I I've um, seen screenshots that's it. Yeah. It's pretty decent. I haven't finished I haven't watched the last two episodes yet, but it is very noticeable after watching Light on Me going back to the shorter episode, shorter time length format. Mm. I think it was a hard it's hard to follow light on me when it comes to that aspect of it. So I think a lot of mm-hmm. people did get kind of frustrated with the pacing. Yeah. But overall, it's pretty sweet and yeah. not bad. But I am hoping to see that we see more of that kind of follow the longer episode format in the future. It would be nice. Yeah. I wonder if like now that people have seen like a proper like 16 episodes Korean BL that they're gonna sort of get spoiled and demand from future productions that does happen (laughs) ryan reynolds here from Mint mobile with the price of just about everything going up during inflation we thought we'd bring our prices down so to help us we brought in a reverse auctioneer which is apparently a thing Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash spoken today. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Want to get a chiseled look in the jawline? Sculpt and shape your jawline with added volume from Juvederm Volux XC. Juvederm Volux XC is an injectable gel specifically designed to be robust enough to improve moderate to severe loss of jawline definition. And it is the first and only hyaluronic acid filler approved for the jawline. Add volume to your jawline for a chiseled look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M dot com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Yeah, I think people need to be patient. I think that's something that BL fans aren't necessarily good at. But I think it is a work in progress. So I think, you know, Light on Me was really a gem in that way. And I'm sure Mm -hmm. in between we'll have some others that don't necessarily live up to that. But 
I mean, the show has gotten really popular and the cast has been doing like a lot of interviews and that kind of stuff even after it's ended. So I think that is a good sign for other people who might be looking into making Korean BLs about how well that show is doing in the format that it follows. So hopefully that'll say something to other production companies. But yeah, I think people just, I think patience is key when it comes to stuff like that. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty optimistic about it because do you guys remember Reply 1997 had uh, Infinite's, what was his name? Oh, Hoya. Hoya, yeah. right. Yes. And it's, it's almost a tradition to like, if you have like, Okay, it's not a tradition, <laughs> but it is done quite often that if you have a gay character, they are often like models or idols who are very new to the acting line. Mm-hmm. Like you had Lee Jong Sook in Secret Garden and he was just like the freshest face ever. <laughs> and he was playing a, you know, a gay character who was misunderstood by Oscar. And it's just that Korea with its K-pop scene and a lot of idols trying to make their way into the, you know, the, the drama or the film industry. Mm-hmm. It's actually a pretty decent pipeline to go through web dramas or like smaller, shorter yeah. dramas and into yeah. acting. They do that already. Casting directors, mm-hmm. like they do this intentionally. They cast them in like roles, like smallish roles or even lead roles in very short web dramas yeah and for a lot of these like as they see the popularity of real dramas grow you can see quite a few young idols making their way into these yeah. roles right and i think that itself brings their own audience into this mm. genre and that is probably going to help it grow even mm-hmm. faster absolutely yeah. My incentive for watching a couple of the Korean BLs was because I liked the K-pop idols in it. Like yeah. they've, they've been using a lot of the boys from Produce 101 and I was a mm-hmm. huge yeah. Produce 101 fan. So it's really cool going into it and already like knowing them. So you can kind of like be their fan in one respect, but then you're watching like the show that they're in and, mm-hmm. you know, just that whole yeah. thing. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like, there's a correlation between K-pop fans and BL stands. Oh, absolutely. The the K-pop to BL pipeline is very much a proven thing, I feel like. It's like their dearest fan fiction coming to life. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so I think, like, Korean BLs will have really a great foot to stand on if they Mm -hmm. really go in for it, because they'll... I think K-pop fans are hungry for it as well, yeah, even yeah. more so than Thai BLs and Filipino BLs and stuff like that. So it's uh, going to be interesting. But yeah, I, I'm really curious how, what quality of shows are going to come out once like COVID sort of is over. Like, it, okay, it's yeah. never going to be totally over. We all yeah. know that. But, you know, when restrictions lift and we can, like, live normally again. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's weird to think that so much of this boom in BL has happened just in the past year and a half and that we have been under COVID restrictions, or at least in the countries where a lot of the BLs are being filmed because... As I said, I live in America and we don't do restrictions for COVID here anymore. But a lot of the countries that BLs get filmed in are still following a lot of COVID restrictions and regulations when it comes Mm. to filming. So I am really curious to see what they will do when they don't have 
those guidelines to follow and aren't being limited by how many people can be on set and how many days they have to film and things like that. I think we will see a lot of cool, hopefully new and exciting things coming out. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I trust Korean <laughs> drama writers. Just yeah, I'm not same. <laughs> Yeah, I really love the director for Where Your Eyes Linger and yes, To My you, Star. Yes, you have <laughs> raved about her. Um. I love her. <laughs> and she's coming out with another one. Blue we Mane. don't know when. Yeah, we Blue don't know when it's coming out, but she is the director <laughs> of that one. Yeah, so I'm really looking forward to that. Like, okay, a question. On the other <laughs> end of the spectrum, if you would have to say that one is your least favorite. Which one would it be? <laughs> Kayla wants oh. to answer this one. <laughs> Actually, that's a really difficult question because I feel like I didn't hate any of them outrightly. Mm. Mm. So it's going to just be which one I didn't like the least, which might be... I might have to pull up a list of them <laughs> because I can't remember <laughs> all of them. Um, I would probably go for Wish You. (laughs) Yeah, I am on the same train. Like, Wish You or Nobleman Ryu are my, like, lowest ones. Like, they're not bad. Like, if you've seen some of the BLs out there, (laughs) they're They're not bad. (laughs) They're not the worst that's out there, but in terms of Korean quality. Yeah. Yeah, I think my least favorite is definitely Nobleman Rue, now that I think about it, because Mm -hmm. at the end there, with that fake kiss, I was so angry. (laughs) (laughs) I was so angry that they didn't even actually kiss, and it was this, like, weird angle where their hands were... They pulled the angles, Uh, yeah. 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 For me, it was, like, the least liked, and not really disliked, was probably Color Rush, but okay. that was just yeah. because I knew what they were trying to do. Right. But the, yeah, I didn't think they executed it very well. It was a little yeah. bit all over the place. And because there were so many elements, there was the magic realism element of it. They had like the parental opposition thing. I mean, there were quite mm-hmm. a few things going on and I didn't think they committed to any of it. So for once, I actually got involved in the plot of it and was disappointed that the plot yeah. didn't deliver. Yeah. So, Probably Color Rush. But as Kayla said, I don't think we've had enough dramas to actually have one that we dislike. Like I mean, bad. I'm sure they'll... Yeah. Yeah. W- one will come out eventually. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I do think like a lot of people do have really strong opinions. Um, I've seen... I know that a couple of our listeners have really strong opinions on <laughs> how much they don't like Korean BLs. I think that's more because from what I've seen, it's... A lot of usually our male listeners who don't like them, people who want more than what I call the fish kisses, mm-hmm. <laughs> like the romance storylines that's more involved with feelings. And yeah, like you usually yeah. see female watchers. I mean, I, yeah, I can see that. I think as as someone who, I mean, I've been watching Korean drama since 2015. So like, I'm used to that aspect Mm -hmm. of Korean dramas because I don't think that's not exclusive to BL and I don't think it's related at all to like them not wanting to show dudes kissing I don't know maybe it is but we all know the fish kiss and the focus on emotional connection and all that kind of stuff is 
Korean dramas as a whole and not just yeah. boys love. So I think if you have been watching Korean dramas previously, you're probably not as phased by it. But, you know, if you're coming in from watching like Thai BL and stuff like that, then you might notice the yeah. difference. If you're going from Tharn type to L, <laughs> you're yeah. going to notice the difference. <laughs> I actually have a thought there. Like the first time I watched, okay, what was it? Where, where your eyes linger? Mm-hmm. I thought that the reason they did the kiss like that, it was exactly like, you know, a head couple kissing yeah. in a Korean drama. And mm-hmm. I thought that was intentional because yeah. they are trying to market to the same mm-hmm. audience as mm-hmm. Korean dramas in general. So they mm-hmm. wanted everything down to the aesthetics of the, the first makeout session yeah. Yeah. <laughs> to be the same. <laughs> So I thought it was just a clever production decision Mm -hmm. to start doing it that way because I have seen, especially in like some Korean movies, some like web series where they have had like proper intimacy. So not like it's completely out of bound, but I think they deliberately decided to keep that line and do it that way so that it is more mainstream and it, you know, people can share it and recommend it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I mean, Where Your Eyes Linger it was the first one, like, proper yeah. one. I mean, a lot of people didn't even think we would actually get a kiss in that drama, so yeah. I, I feel like, you know, I, mean, I totally when agree I with saw them I mean, we all lying in the... Yeah. When, when, when they were in the bed or whatever, and he said that he won't kiss him because he's got the cut on his lip or whatever, uh, blood, I was just like, oh, you're coughing out of the kiss. <laughs> <laughs> But they delivered in the end. I wasn't mad at the kiss in that show. I think, like, the way they did the show, it fit into the narrative Mm -hmm. of the story. So I wasn't mad. And, you know, the director, like, you saw in To My Star, she took it a little further. Like, it's basically the only... That was a kiss. (laughs) (laughs) True. And, I mean, I think that's a struggle... Like I said, I think that's like a general K-drama struggle because there are, in general, I think K-drama intimacy has been a lot more modernized over the recent years. You'll see a lot more making out and a lot more bed scenes and stuff, but Mm -hmm. there are still dramas in 2021 on the het side of things too that go for the fish kiss barely lips touching. So, you know, I think what kind of kiss you're going to get is just a general Korean drama struggle. And you really yeah. never know until you actually yeah. get to the scene itself. I mean, if you want proper intimacy in Korean dramas, you need to go to the queer media Korean yeah. dramas because they're going for it. <laughs> I'm just saying, I can remember because I was reacting to the... Oh, no, long time no see. Long time no see. And yeah. I was just like, oh, they're kissing. They're still kissing. Oh my god, they're still kissing. <laughs> like that half the movie was just intimacy and it was a war. Yeah, that's good. You know something? Not I, that I and like always kind of... just need intimacy. <laughs> <laughs> that. No, we got you. Something that I think is interesting, and I don't know if this is related to the boom in Korean BL or not. I've also noticed, especially this year, a lot of queer women in Korean dramas, and I yeah. I don't know if that's come from BLs getting popular, but, like, nevertheless had a lesbian couple that actually became canon. There was a woman-loving woman character in Hometown Cha-Cha-Cha that just became canon. Kim So-Hyung was, was like, yeah. 
Yeah, Kim So Hyung, who was like every lesbian's dream woman, had a story where she was a lesbian and she was the main character. So I've also been seeing, and it's interesting because they're definitely, I think, for the most part, moving them beyond just the support character who ends in tragedy type thing. Like, and nevertheless, they made the lesbian couple canon. And I mean, at, by the end of the drama, most people were rooting for them more than the I main characters in that drama. Because of them. For I them, literally. The, the main couple got so boring. I was so I tired was... of them, but I was like, I will do this for the lesbians. <laughs> like, do you know, somebody actually compiled all of their scenes together. Sora and what was her name? Sol and Jihwan. Jihwan. Sol right. and Jihwan, um, yeah. Right. So Sol and Jihwan, they, somebody compiled all of their clips together and barely comes to half an hour of, of all of that. What, 10 episode, 12 episode show? 10 episode show, yeah. But it was yeah. like the best half an hour. It was <laughs> so well done though. So The crumbs. <laughs> the crumbs. We were there oh. for the crumbs. But it's interesting to see. And, you know, this might just be because of the changing values in Korea overall, as Proma mentioned earlier, but more queer characters popping up in dramas where their roles aren't solely based around their queerness or them being a tool to the other characters in the drama. So I don't know, like, maybe I just noticed that now because I am am more involved in the BLGL fandom, so I'm looking out for that stuff more and I've also like come into my own sexuality as a bisexual person, so that stuff is more important to me, but definitely a lot more queer women and queer people overall in general Korean dramas in the past like two or so years, which I think is a really interesting trend to point out. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I just wanted I noticed to... a lot of like queer coded characters as well. Mm-hmm. Which I <laughs> that could be hit or miss and like yeah. I don't know if like everyone picks up on it but I've noticed that a lot in like all of BLs but like Korean ones mostly like is Sweet Home I feel like there yeah. was a lot of queer coding in that one this one's Japanese but Alice in Borderland I feel like there was so much oh my god yes. coding in that um, one. <laughs> I can't think of his name but I know exactly who you're talking about but yeah, definitely. Yeah, but queer coding in Japanese media has been there for <laughs> oh, <laughs> a <forever>. long time. <laughs> like you can find it in anything you watch. <laughs> yeah, like oh my gosh, even in Squid Game, I feel like Sangwoo's yeah. character was queer coded. Mm. Yeah, I was gonna <laughs> mention. There's been a lot of talk online about that, and yeah, yeah, I- I've seen the posts. <laughs> <laughs> Like, since we have you here, Parama, and you talk a lot about K-drama, what, and this, obviously, it's not a BL, but what do you think, like, about the impact of Squid Game? (laughs) What do I think about the impact of Squid Game on what Korean drama watching? being talked about all over the world. So Squid Game is, like, a lot, like, dark, you know, the German series Dark. It got, like, Mm -hmm. immensely popular. But the people who went and watched Dark didn't exactly go and watch other German dramas. And I honestly think that Squid Game has exactly the same appeal. By itself, it's very popular and it's going on. It's not going to be bringing in a lot of new audience for K-dramas. I think Mm -hmm. the popularity of K-dramas was already on the rise. And because Mm -hmm. Netflix was pushing so many K-dramas to as many people as they could, and they, of course, you know, produced Squid Game, it helped Squid Game get where it got. 
But Squid Game itself is not helping the popularity of other Korean dramas, which are, to yeah. be fair, vastly aesthetically and tonally different from Squid yeah. Game. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's true. That's true. Yeah, like, yeah. I, I was so surprised because when Squid Game came out, my boyfriend, who hates everything that isn't English or Norwegian, wanted to watch it. And I was just like, what? <laughs> Did I hear yeah. you correctly? <laughs> so, and he liked it. But I do know that he is not going to sit down and watch anything else in Korean. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah I. It's really weird to see, kind of. And, like, I'm all for, like, it, the same thing kind of happened when Parasite hit international mm-hmm. audiences and everyone was talking about it. And I think there is this weird, I don't know how to say it. But, like, whenever something from a foreign country gets popular, I think people who, particularly from Western countries who aren't familiar with that media, tend to put it on, like, a pedestal as if, like, God, it's so cool that Korea could manage to make something this Mm -hmm. interesting and violent and dark as if, you know, there are plenty of K-dramas out there that are already like that. So I think, you know, people have this weird... I don't know if xenophobia is what I'm looking for, but they definitely approach it from a very Western mindset when they're coming to foreign media, especially if it's not in an English language. So Yeah, I mean, like in Norway, at least, like anything that's not from America or England or Norway, everyone sees that as being, it has to be low quality. Yeah, exactly. Obviously, like, (laughs) everyone else in the world doesn't have the money to make anything with quality. It's The mindset is so, like, privileged and just, Mm -hmm. oh. A lot of people in the Western world define success by it being popular in, say, like, America or the United Kingdom. And that's just, like, not how it is. It's so funny because there was um, a tweet that went viral about how a show with such like unknown actors could manage to get so big. Meanwhile, the show, the actors in that show are some Joy of the George. biggest actors in Korea. So it just <laughs> goes to show Gong their you. mindset. Like Gong Yoo is in the show. Like it's just very much like a Western centric lens that people are viewing it from, and I think that's partially why I'm just like. I mean, it's cool to see, like, Korean actors on Jimmy Fallon and stuff like that. But I'm Mm -hmm. also like, I personally think there's a lot better K-dramas out there. But, like, hey, it's awesome to see it. (laughs) Yeah, it's awesome to see it blowing up. And it's cool to be able to talk to my friends about Korean media in some way, at least. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, like, this happened with, like, headlines of BTS, too. Like, they Mm -hmm. were doing the whole, the biggest fan you've never heard of yeah what 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 are you talking about it's uh, it's so wrong but like the world at least it's getting smaller and smaller Mm -hmm. which means more people are understanding that other countries aren't less just because like they're not american (laughs) yeah i agree we're getting there it's a process It's cool to see how things have changed over the years, though. Paroma, if you were to recommend a K-drama, a K-drama, your favorite one, which would you recommend people go watch? My favorite one? Like, of all (laughs) K-dramas? Of all K-dramas, yes. Wow, that's... (laughs) Huh. 
Okay, actually, I just started watching King's Affection, so right now historical dramas are on the top of my head. I would mm. say Druki historian Guherong. I mean, am I saying this right? Yeah, Guherong. <laughs> and it just—I mean, it's got wow, my Ro-wood. head is blanking right now. <laughs> yeah, Rowan. But I was thinking oh, of no, the actress Cha Eun Woo. Cha Eun Woo from Astro. Oh, what is King's Affection yeah, has Rowan. That's why I was saying Rowan. Cha Eun Woo. Yes, and, and- Shin Sekyung. Shin Sekyong. That's the one I forgot. I got you. <laughs> and she is just marvelous there. I didn't realize that she had, mm-hmm. she was, she could act like that, but she mm-hmm. totally owned the character and she was such a pleasure. And just the entire drama. Hey, listen, I mean, Chawunu basically plays Rapunzel there and he's <laughs> like this prince stuck in a tower and Shin Sekyong's character goes and basically rescues him. Okay. It's amazing. It works. It's fitting for him. Yes. <laughs> Awesome. Okay, guys. So that's it for our episode this week. Thank you so much for joining us today, Paroma. We've had a lot of fun chatting Korean BLs with you. You can find Paroma at Dramas Over Flowers on social, and you can find us at Lovecast Podcast on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. If you're watching on YouTube, let us know what your favorite Korean BL is down in the comments. And don't forget to like this video and subscribe to our channel. Please rate and review us on Apple Podcasts, follow us on Spotify, or whichever podcasting platform you're listening through. And share this episode with your BL-loving friends. And if you'd like to support the podcast and help us continue creating and releasing episodes, you can join our Patreon, where you'll receive exclusive access to our Discord server, guest announcements early, extra clips that didn't make it to the final episodes, and more. Or you can send us a tip on coffee if you're unable to commit to monthly support. And any help is greatly appreciated. We have a lot of costs with the podcast, with editing and stuff. So anything helps. So thank you so much for today. And we will see you next week. Bye. Bye Bye-bye. Bye. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Hey, marketers. Want a matchmaker to set you up with your perfect audience? Well, look no further. Get intimate right away with HostRed sponsorships with Acast. Use Acast's self-serve ad platform to search and partner up with a podcaster or two from our network of more than 100,000 shows. Have them sing your praises in their own words. And get their listeners ready to be wooed into loyal customers. It's the ultimate loving endorsement. Book host-read sponsorships with Acast. Head to go.acast.com closer to get started.